and we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I am your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. Play stadium bets for the best odds, featuring spread lines of up to 1.95 per side. ProLine players also score great access to great regular promotions right now get a $15 free play token weekly when you bet $25 or more on baseball with ProLine or stadium bets free play tokens must be used by June 30th get in the game today at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app must be 19 years of age or over please play responsibly and we're going I hope uh, all the fathers out there had a great Father's Day. It was a fantastic weekend. Got a lot of golfing, uh, worked on the renovations at the house, cleaned up the studio a bit, got a lot done, worked on uh, the old company High Button Sports, scheduled a couple podcasts. Really good weekend, fantastic weekend. And I love starting Monday morning with a great podcast guest, Stephen Dixon, arguably, arguably the best ever Halifax Hawk of all time. Arguably, it depends who you ask. Uh, but the, the circle I surround myself with, these individuals do say, Stephen, uh, growing up here in Halifax was a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal prospect coming out of Halifax, Nova Scotia here. Now he plays for the Elite Ice Hockey League. That's the British Pro Hockey League um, over there in Europe. He has played for the past three years, the Cardiff Devils. He wears the big assistant captain over there. And they they this past year, they won uh, the championship. I'm not sure what the trophy is called in that league. We'll ask him when he gets here. Uh, but it's going to be a great episode. I'm pretty sure this is maybe the third time Steven's been on the podcast. He's always good for a couple stories. Uh, he's a big golf nut my, like myself. So I love talking to him about his golf adventures he's had over the past 12 months. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. I'm here, Justin. We're talking to Steve Dixon. We got dudes as well. It's going to be a great episode. We hope you enjoy your week. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Boom, Mr. Steven Dixon, we are going. I was just saying, I think the third episode you've been on the show. I love the consistency of you coming back, man. Welcome yeah, back. Yeah, always, always a pleasure. Thank, <laughs> thanks for uh, having me. Based on social media, it looks like you live one of the best lives there is, man. You're, you you uh, live in Europe nine months of the year, then you come <laughs> home and you golf, and then you get to tell it on year. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> say that, but no, I've got to, got to step back from the golf a bit. I had a couple bad, I had a little tournament with my buddies there, and had some bad rounds, and <laughs> yeah, I got to reset. I got to just take it easy now for a bit. You, you've had the the best clip ever on our. I don't know, social media where you go, I got good, and then I got oh, bad yeah. again. <laughs> like to, to this day, that's that's arguably one of the best golfing clips we've ever had. Oh, that was <laughs> hilarious, yeah. I, it was funny. You, you forget the mics on you, too, and I don't even know. I, I forget who I was talking to, maybe. You were talking to dudes, I think. Was I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just one of those things, yeah. So what phase are you in now? Are you in that you're good now, or you're in the bad I'm phase? I'm in the bad phase. You're in the bad I'm phase? I'm in the bad phase. Yeah, I went from the good, now I'm into the bad, and... Hopefully get back to the good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, it, it is true. You know, so. It is true. Yeah. I, I shot my best round a month ago. I shot an 84. I played yesterday. I shot a 102. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. No, just, you know, you tell me. I don't know. I think know. you're just excited to play at the beginning of the year. And if you're not playing a lot, like, 
and for me especially, like, I won't go get lessons or anything. So me neither. I'm too it, stubborn. It's my own fault, right? <laughs> I'm way too stubborn. I'm sure if I went and got lessons instead of paying for rounds all the time, it'd probably help, right? But I guess so. Yeah. I I just I'm a big like get my buddy to film as I'm taking a drive or I'm taking a chip so I can look at the slow mo yeah. version, and I, that's how I learn. At least Good that's idea. how I critique myself. Yeah. And then I come home and I watch it a million times and I go, ah. Well, you just got to know what you're looking for, though, too, right? I don't know what I'm looking yeah. for, though. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. So, congrats on the year. Uh, yeah, you, you won the championship. I, I have to give credit to you, but I also have to give credit to Cardiff's uh, social media team. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're insane, eh? You get an In ass- a good way. Yo, they're, they're incredibly. You get yeah. an assist, and there's a picture of you smiling, saying, Steve, like, yeah, not just you, but every player. Everybody, yeah. They're very act Like, they're. they're uh, I don't have Twitter, but apparently on Twitter it's the same thing. And uh, but that's like, what I'm referring to. Twitter. Yeah, like so I don't have, but like even on Instagram, it's there's, there's stuff going on all the time. Facebook, so they do a good job of like getting, especially the community too engaged, and uh, you know it, it does well for their for their ticket sales too. I mean, most games are sold out, so it's it's good. And it's good for, you know, friends and family at home following along, right? Well, that's what I was yeah. attesting to. Like, as soon as, like, Drake Batherson scores, it's all over Instagram. Yeah. And some European teams are like, oh, I don't see as much. But Cardiff, on the ball with everything. Yeah, everything. They're, they're pretty good in that department for sure. Yeah. It, 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 you've been there for how many? Four years now? Three years? Well, three years, yeah. You took a year off. because a year of the, off with the COVID. Yeah. So, so four years, three seasons. Well, hey, that's, yeah. that's, uh, there must be a reason that you're sticking around there other than the social media aspect. You, you seem to embrace the, the culture, and they've embraced you type thing. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Cardiff's a, a real special place to play. It's, uh, you know, the Welsh are great people. And, yeah, every every game, I mean, UK hockey's not the main sport, right? Not even close. Right? you got soccer, they call football, and rugby, and, and you know, those are huge sports there, but there's, there's certain pockets there and teams Cardiff being one of them where, you know, they have a real loyal fan base and a real, uh, a real, you know, real good thing going where, where a lot of guys want to go there and play and, and no, it's, it's, uh, it's good to, you know, but it's a lot of, a lot of work on, on the organization's part too, to, to kind of break through those, those other sports, you know what I mean? And get it, get a loyal following. So what a lot of work by them. What are some of the tricks that not tricks, but what are some of the tactics that they're using to, to get a loyal fan base? I think a lot of it's making it like a kind of a family night too, where, uh, and you know, we have to be pretty, pretty, uh, you know, after the games, there's always stuff where, you know, you're engaged with the fans and maybe they won't see that in other sports over there. I mean, you go to a soccer game, I mean, they're pretty big, big games, but I mean, you're not going to get to interact with a player after where they have like meet and greets all the time. And they're, they're doing a lot. Same with like, say the Mooseheads or Screaming Eagles do here. A lot of school visits. Okay. It's, you know, youth getting into the youth hockey and, and just getting out there and with the community. I think they try to make it like a, you know, where you come Sunday afternoon, bring your, you know, kids and, you know, get yeah. that, get that kind of crowd. Yeah. 
and hockey culture or, or it's not hockey culture, but uh, personalities within hockey are really good at embracing uh, fans or strangers or just people they've met for the first time. You, like, you know, we, I remember the first time we did this podcast at my mom's place three years ago, there was a part of me that was a little nervous when you came over. But then as soon as we sat down, I'm like, no, this guy plays hockey. He gets it. He knows how to be a good, relatable person. And it's the same thing when going out to the community and just meeting people to try to convince them to join, you know, go yeah. to see your games. You just know how to embrace people. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, Hockey players are definitely better at talking in person than like doing an interview during an intermission at a game. It's like you already know what the question is going to be and the answer. It doesn't matter. You can put a hundred <laughs> players there; it's going to be the same thing. But I mean, <clears throat> going and interacting with kids or, or families or fans or whatever, it's uh, I think guys are a lot better at that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, it's just easier to shoot the shit rather than talk about exactly. a four check, you know what I mean? Like for, <laughs> it's, exactly. that's the way I see it. Exactly. Um, you, but back to the social media aspect, some of the things you're getting to do on off days, soccer games. You've been in some huge stadiums, man. <clears throat> yeah. You're around. In uh probably some of the coolest was the rugby. Uh I think it was the Six Nations there where we got to a couple like Wales national team games and that was just yeah, I think they have like 75,000 stadium there, and uh, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, even we got to, you know, the soccer games. Cardiff City, when when I first got there, Cardiff City was in the top league. So that was cool. They'd be playing, like, you know, the Manchester Uniteds and all them, and that was awesome. But they got relegated, but it's still great. I mean, that second league there is – that's high end. Like, it's not uh, – you know, it's not bad soccer, so it's really good. And, uh, you know, even London's – pretty close on the train and stuff so we got up got to a chelsea game oh yeah so that was uh stuff like that you can get you know you just got to find it's hard finding the tickets but oh was, yeah uh, well just online I mean, there's some resale stuff but it's you know some of them you're not sure if it's legit or not right but that's yeah. fair yeah but if you know was, there's a lot going on there a lot going on in the uk is that a big appeal to playing there just like outside of the hockey being attracted to other things i think so yeah i think the uk in general is just a, it's a pretty cool cool place to live a lot of uh like you said a lot a lot of different stuff going on and and uh you know there's good golfing too is there yeah good golf and uh even in wales we had some great courses around there but no and, and i mean for a lot of hockey players i i think you know i think it's a league where <clears throat> everyone speaks english around you right so you're playing in a lot of countries in europe where you know, English isn't the main language, so it's it's nice to be around, you know, where everybody speaks English. It's, I mean, there's not much difference from, I mean, my buddies came to visit me in Cardiff, and they're saying, geez, it's basically the same as Halifax. It's on the water, you know, there's lots of pubs, they're having a laugh, so it's it's not uh, not like you're living in a different world, you know? Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Are, are, yeah. Do you have a lot of Canadians on the team as well? Yeah, there's, I, I think the import rule you're allowed to have like 14 or something 14 canadians or 14 uh, imports, imports imports so i think it's 14 and, and six uh like homegrown guys okay yeah it's either 13 and six or 14 and six i can't remember so yeah it's a lot of a lot of uh north americans americans canadian guys and, yeah and some some european guys too like swedes or Finns. yeah but but the most of it a lot of them from what I've seen, a lot of it's like Canadian coaches or American coaches, but mostly I think Canadians. So there's a lot of, you know, they're bringing a lot of Canadian guys over. Okay, sure. wicked. Do they uh, do they use you at all for like scouting or just like recruiting even? Just buddies out here? 
Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a bit, bit of, bit of both. Yeah, maybe as you get older, right, and there's kind of no guys, and I think it's kind of open with everybody though. If I mean, if someone has a has a connection or a friend, or yeah. it's kind of like that all over Europe, and and uh, I mean, so this year is a little little different too for me. Where so I'm going to Glasgow this year in uh, in Scotland. So oh. same league, but. Uh, so I'm going more as a in the role like playing, but as coaching side of it too. Okay. So kind Whoa. of like the Reggie Dunlop thing there, the <laughs> slasher. But so now there's a little more, <laughs> little more like I've been talking to a few guys that I know. Just you know, if they don't have a contract or guys maybe from around here, just to see if they'd be interested. So it's kind of a different side of it a little bit right now. So is, it's kind of fun. Is that a side you've? Per- been preparing for throughout your whole career or is this something that just kind of popped up like as an offer last second you're like oh that might yeah, work something out something that just kind of popped up i mean it's never really crossed my mind too much to be fair i didn't even know i don't even know if i'd be a good coach but i mean you never know until you try it right oh 100 you got to yeah. give it a shot mm-hmm. so i think a lot of it'd be probably i mean because i'm still playing too so it'd be a lot probably video and which is a huge part of the game now so much oh yeah there's so much video and and uh, you know, breaking down your video, the other team's video, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's the one part of the game I think that's changed a lot. Even, even after our games, I mean, by the end of the night, you get an email. I think it's Instat, and you get. I mean, you got all your shifts, and you know, you get every highlight. But yeah, you can just break down all your shifts if you if you want to do that. If you're into that, <laughs> I'm not so much, but like. For me, it's kind of like a movie. You already know the ending. Like, I already know what happened. But, I mean, there is plays you can look at and say, oh, maybe I could have done something different there. But, yeah. So, yeah, I think that'll probably be a big part of it, just breaking down video. And- yeah. Well, it's it's come to a point that you've played hockey for such a long majority of your life. You know whether or not you had a bad shift or not. No one needs to yell at you anymore. Dixon, what the fuck was it? Yeah, I know. Just, you've played. You know when you're when you're playing well and you know when you're not. Not that a video isn't going to help you. I'm sure maybe it does every now and then, whatever. But you've played for such a long time. You know You know what's up. Yeah, and I think you know when you're you're having a good night or a bad night too. And kind of, you can kind of feel it, feel it early. And, you know, if things are going good, you can maybe get a little more aggressive if they're not you kind of got to hang back a bit too right? that's fair that's fair <laughs> yeah would exactly. if, if you did get into the coaching side or the video side of things would you like to put a little spice on it we all know hockey's a very traditional sport it's 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 black and white it is what it is it's it's a pretty simple game just fill your lane and forecheck back check you, you mm-hmm. got to do what you got to do but is there anything that you'd like to implement uh, i guess the steven dixon style of of hockey into a coaching style no not really no I, I think i think the one good thing is just I've got to been lucky enough to like experience a lot of leagues. So, I mean, you play in different systems. I mean, there's different systems in every league you play, no matter, you know, Finland, Sweden, or Russia, Germany, UK. So you get uh, North America. So I've got to experience a lot of different, <clears throat> different styles and different systems, and had a lot of different coaches, and you know, seen some some, you know, good stuff and bad stuff. But you know, just taking. Uh, you know, taking a bit what you learn just from seeing and playing in those different styles, it's, uh, you know, I don't think it can hurt, you know, just to bring a little bit of that, uh, you know, what, what I've maybe I've seen in different places and, and implement that maybe, maybe somewhere down the road. And, uh, yeah. it, it, like I said, if that's what I want to get into, but it's, yeah, just, just being able to, 
maybe break down systems a little bit more just where you see them so much i guess we, yeah you, but that's all comes through you know just experience i guess and 100 playing it right well i think there's a big difference between knowing a system and being able to teach it like there's been i've had great coaches that know systems really well but weren't able to relay it to me and when i'm out there i'm going in circles like i think relaying a system to a team and making sure they exactly, understand it that's yeah. a different that's a different animal so we'll see how that goes too yeah <laughs> you know? well, yeah I, I hope it goes well yeah. if, if you look at the nhl style of game maybe i'm wrong maybe you could correct me but if you look at the the style of game that the nhl is going towards it's more leaning towards the european style than the rough and physical and eight fights a game now no yeah i think i mean i haven't uh that's the thing i don't get to watch much nhl when i'm away just oh, no? I, I see the highlights but with the time change right you can't it's hard to Hard to stay up for the games and stuff, but in the in the morning, you know, in the dressing room, we'll have the highlights on, so we just see all the highlights. Okay. But I've been I've been watching tons of playoffs. I mean, the playoff hockey, it's amazing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that's. I, I feel like the playoffs has got to be a lot different than regular season. Like it's a lot more physical and. Yeah, it's been it's been great to watch. It's been unbelievable. I've been yeah. glued to the TV. Not that I'm not glued during the regular season, but some of these playoff games have been incredible to watch. Oh, it's just awesome. Yeah, there's been some great series for sure. Really good series, and and uh, I mean this one now. I mean it's kind of. I mean you you want to I want to see Colorado win. Just like to see the games a little closer. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Take a trip up to Colorado yeah. or Florida. Take go down to Florida. Yeah, like I'd love to. Obviously, love to see McKinnon win the cup. But I mean, the seven nothing games as a fan aren't aren't as fun to watch as maybe like the four three in overtime, right? That's fair. I, I don't think I stayed up to watch the third period of the last game. There were it was just yeah, too much was, of a dominance. Exactly. Yeah. My my car is. I'm glad Gretzky said it, so I, I don't say it, and other people get upset, but could go down as one of the best defensemen in our game. Yeah, he's fun to watch. I mean, their their whole team, like, geez, you got McKinnon and him, and it's scary. Like, Kadri's not even playing right now either, right? So it's yeah. imagine you have him in the mix. It's it's crazy. It yeah. It, Nikushkin, the, is it Nikushkin? The, the big, Kucherov? Oh, who? No, no the, the big winger in Colorado, thirteen. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, but he's got, playing out of his mind too. Lights it's, out. Yeah, yeah, Burakovsky. Those guys are, man, they're great to watch. I always think the revolution of hockey comes through NHL playoffs. Through the most effort comes revolution of hockey. I think, and I think hockey is slowly becoming a different sport as these playoffs go about. I think I saw a really cool tweet the other day about NHL GMs watching these series and realizing that they're not one or two players away from winning the cup. If you look how deep Colorado is mm -hmm. and how many people, I think Bedard, what's his, the coach's name for Colorado? Bed Bednard? Bednard? Yeah. He's trucking out the fourth line. I think they're getting like 12 minutes a game, the fourth line for Colorado. How deep they are. It's crazy. And you look at these other, other NHL teams and yeah, their top couple lines are really good. They have some really nice pieces, but if you look yeah, at Colorado, you need, yeah, you need a lot. I feel a like, lot. yeah, you need a lot, and they're, I mean, geez, yeah, like you said, if the fourth line's playing that much, I mean, it just takes. <clears throat> I mean, the quality of the shifts from the other guys are just automatically better, right? Because you're, yeah, you're rested up. They don't have to play thirty minutes a night, right? Yeah. Well, I remember when Sid won all of his cups. Not that he didn't have incredible playoffs, but the people around him became better. And I'm looking at McKinnon. McKinnon's having a great playoffs, but everyone around him is becoming better mm -hmm. and and that's kind of the trend i'm seeing with these teams that are winning the cups since tampa the past two years everyone around stamkos everyone around kucherov yeah. everyone around point around their who's top, the their top guys yeah. who's the guy for tampa that played for ottawa that's nick paul nick paul yeah just he's out, been great just unbelievable like yeah. some of these guys that are coming in and creating a name for themselves it's 
Yeah, they get it's, their chance. I mean, you get into the playoffs and, you know, some guys, you know, if, if you like playoff hockey or that type of guy and you get your shot like that on a good team and you make the most of it, I mean, you can, uh, I mean, look at Patty Maroon, you can make a nice little, uh, you know, once you get known as a winner, you win something. It's, you know, you make a nice little career there. A hundred percent. Yeah. Know your role, stay within it. Good yeah, things exactly. can happen. Yeah. Um, it seems like you know your role. You're you're able to live a, a life of a pro hockey player for X amount of years, and now you're coming out of it maybe slowly. I don't know what your transition is, but you can't be upset with the decisions that you've made over the past twenty years. No, it's it's. I mean, longevity wise, it's it's been good going to Europe. I think for me, just uh, you know, it's been it's been a good ride over there. You know, I left kind of early compared to most standards, but uh, no, it's been great. It's been you know, I, I love living over there and got to experience some great, uh, great cities and, you know, so many friends in different countries and, and uh, you know, just those friendships. And everyone says it like when you're done playing hockey, you don't really miss the, like when I took the year off, you don't really miss the, the hockey, hockey side of it. You miss playing, but it's more like your buddies and being around the rink with the guys all the time. That's, that's the main thing, I think, especially, especially as you get older. I mean, going back this year, it was, I mean, after taking a year off, you kind of missed it a bit more. So it was, I was in kind of a different mindset this year. I was just happy to be back playing and not. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you don't do it for, or it's kind of taken away from you a bit, you, you appreciate it a bit more. So, yeah. I mean, this year, even if I had a terrible game, it was like, well, you know, it's all right. It's still playing, you know. It's like <laughs> still get to go to the rink tomorrow, that type of mindset, which, which I think helped me a lot. You know, I'm, I'm kind of laid back in general, but I was a lot more – it wasn't as much pressure, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Do you think coming back to Halifax in the summers and just having a, a good home base here makes you appreciate going and seeing the rest of the world and playing hockey all over the place? I I, I always, not that I talk to your buddies, but every time a, a hockey conversation gets brought up around here, your name comes up every now and then. And when you come back here and you train and you, you do what you got to do in order to go over to Europe and play, do, do you think having a, a good support system, I guess you want to say, and just in coming back home helps you? Oh, yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, I got you know a great group of buddies around here, and and uh, you know it's it's always fun to get back, and and you know whether it's golfing or, or skating or working out, whatever. It's uh, no, we got a got a good group and, and have a good time, and uh, you know it's good to see family too, family and friends, and you know it's it's kind of weird thinking that you know I, things haven't really changed since like junior, really. You know, it's really well, you come home, you train you do your thing type of thing and uh then you go back and play right so your summers are always you're just training then you go back and you're back into a season and yeah i don't know it's kind of you know you're getting uh, how do i say it it's just you're kind of your your routine's almost set for you especially during the hockey season it's like you know practice here practice you were going on the road here meal here meal there you know this time this time this time so yeah, I think that'll be uh, that'll be something when I'm done playing. You know, you gotta kind of kind of get get uh, used to or start making your own routine, I guess. 100%. Which was last year when when the season was canceled. I was still, you know, made sure I got my workouts in. I was still skating at a certain time with with uh, with Patty Hall and them, and or skating with uh, whoever buddies, and you just gotta you know. 
just kind of stay in some sort of routine or oh yeah it's not good not even, it's, it's, <laughs> i guess it's like that with everything well that's the thing you got a fridge in your mind there's a beer somewhere it's like <laughs> yeah, if you're not in the routine yeah. it's like oh that fridge looks awkward exactly. it looks pretty good it's it's true it, it, not even in hockey just in the sense of life you got to find a routine and stick within yeah. it because there's so many this life is incredible there's so many fun things to do no, and I if know. you don't stay within the routine it's easy to get distracted and then you're out the door <clears throat> yeah that's right you know you come home you take your couple weeks off you have a little you know the bender with the boys and stuff and but after that you're kind of like all right i gotta get back in the swing of things here right you know, yeah like you almost look forward to where before when i was younger i didn't really enjoy training per se that much i mean i did but i used to just like skating but now it's kind of you look forward okay i get back in the gym and yeah it's kind of you know I guess it's a good thing. <laughs> I remember I had this conversation with my buddy the other day. Like, you'd go, I work a landscaping job, and then you just go play lacrosse. Like, you didn't landscape all day. Like, you're just fit. Nothing really affects exactly, you. And then you yeah. get old, and you're like, oh, my, why is my elbow hurting right now? Yeah. Let's go. And oh, I know. You have to find a love for the training and the things like that. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there were some, some days this year where I, I noticed it more. I'd say the first half of the year, it was uh, my body actually felt better after taking a year off. You know, just those little, you know, those little kinks in your knee or your hip or just stuff that kind of lingers around. I got back and I was like, oh, I feel, you know, all those little things were gone. Just probably a year without the impact, uh, getting hit and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just taking the year off. And then, uh, you know, later on in the year, we ended we, we end, uh, sorry, ended up getting a lot of injuries, so it was, you know the ice time was going up, and then the the groin started acting up a bit. And just a couple days was like, yeah, like I just need a day off here, just to just to mend a bit. But everything worked out well. I see that you brought your training gear here for. I don't know if you did that for the camera to show off a bit, but no, oh, you're going no. to work out after this. But <laughs> what is what does a training day look like right now for Steve Dixon? He's got his workout hoodie on and no, everything. No, I just I just had to. Uh, well, like I told you, the old car, I'm getting it fixed up right now. So I figured I'd come here and then go down. I just go to the YMCA's. Well, what, is, what, are, you, what are you doing down there? You're doing, you're, you're stretching for the majority? Are you car? What's, no, back what is into it? the weights now. Oh, yeah? Weights and cardio. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got through the executive workouts, you know, with the sun and the steam room. Now we're That's into the weights. <laughs> now we're into the weights. <laughs> Have you, so the YMCA has a sauna down there, eh? Sauna and steam there, yeah. How often are you in the sauna and the steam? I usually a couple days a week, a few did, days a week. Did you I know? think I got that from Finland. Like living in Finland, they had a sauna in every apartment, and they love it there. So yeah, yeah. I kind of got hooked on them. So the, I, I like I I do the Y, and then I go to our studios as well. Like I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah, so they got it's more like uh, it's like classes, right? So they got spin. Uh, they got a spin studio. The one in Dartmouth Rebel, it's like boxing. Uh, I'm doing that one later today, actually. And then there's uh, they have a Pilates and yoga, and then a hot yoga studio. Uh, so it's it's pretty good, actually. It just mixes up your your workouts a bit, mixes up your cardio too. You gotta have fun with it. Yeah, like a couple days a week, I try to get into spin or, or boxing a couple days, stuff like that. Yeah. So. We, uh, we have a family cottage down in Bridgewater, and there's a lot of Germans on the lake. Mm -hmm. And I swear to you, before they start building their cottages, they put a barrel sauna on the property Yeah. before they start building. That's how much they love to sweat in the sauna Makes before sense. anything. Like Before they build the house, they'll put a sauna on the property. Oh, oh yeah. It's so, incredible. 
Yeah, I remember in Germany we had a, a place right next to the rink, and it was like a, a like a huge sauna house. They had like sauna classes where they wave the towels in your face. You ever see that? Yeah, yeah. They crank it up and they come around, and wave the towels in your face, all that. They probably about 15, 15, 20 different saunas and steams and stuff. It was awesome. So I I would literally go there like every day. I like really got into it. I loved it. It just makes you feel good. I think. I think it's super healthy too. Like it's just got to be good for you, you know, getting all the toxins out and all that stuff. Hundred percent. I heard on the Joe Rogan podcast that if you go in the sauna three to four times a week past the age of like forty till you're dead, it reduces the chance of you getting Alzheimer's by like seventy percent. No idea if it's true, but as soon as I heard that, I was like. I'd like to remember some stuff, so I don't want to. I want to get in the sauna. Makes, so it's like it scared me. So I'm just like in the sauna at least three to four times a week at Good Life. Yeah, no, yeah. It makes it. The Good Life has one, do they? It's a great one, really. You get in some weird conversations in it, but oh, yeah, the, that's some every, of the people. Every sauna is like. That. Oh, I'm in there telling guys my life story. <laughs> oh, like you're in there for 40 minutes sometimes. Yeah, you want, like, you, you, you want to go in for 20 and you're in there for like an hour. So I know it's hilarious. <laughs> the, you know, the, the here's what I do. I because you go in there and it's not hot. You got to wait and then. That's that's what, yeah. So the trick is that. before you, I stretch at the end of my workouts. I'll go in jack it up and then i'll go stretch for 20 minutes and by the time my stretch is done the sauna's juiced and then i go in that's the trick yeah so like i said in finland you had them in every apartment so i'd have one every i was going a little overboard some days i'd like we had one in the dressing room so after practice i'd have one you know go for lunch go throughout your day and then like i found at night before bed i'd get one and i'd like you know go in for like you know 20 minutes half hour i'd sleep like a baby Come out of there, have a cold shower, go to bed, and I was just out cold. And I don't know, made me feel felt felt pretty good doing it. So yeah, it was you, good. Yeah, the sweating. No, that's it. It's that's the it. best. It's, it's, I'm not lying. It's one of the part of the reason yeah. why I work out. And that's song. why I, I specifically this summer, my buddy uh, he started doing. I used to do hot yoga like a long time ago, and I, I got away from it. And and uh, so this our studios, they have. They have a hot yoga studio down. I started going uh, going to that this summer too, and that's that's basically you're just doing yoga and like I mean it's not as hot as a sauna, but it's same the you know you're getting the same sweat out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like instead of like I don't think I could ever go to like a normal yoga class. It's not my thing really. Or Pilates. So they have like hot yoga, hot Pilates. I just find it uh, when you're sweating and seeing the sweat, it's like okay. Something's I like happening. this. I'm getting something out of it a bit. That's yeah. why you're in Europe, eh? You just love sweating. Sweat, you're yeah, sweating. Just going yeah. the saunas. <laughs> the ba- what are they? The bathhouses. Bath you're just yeah. sweating over there. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'd be doing that too. I'd be doing it too. Uh, but it is nice seeing it. Uh, I mean, in Europe, for so many years, it's been, you know, there's so many places to go like that. And now, you, you know, they got like the, there's a few around here, right? Sensia. Sensi Spa, yeah, Sensi. that's where they do the is wave. That the Nordic Spa, yeah. do they do yeah. the wave there? They okay, do the nice. wave there, and they they get snow, and they put the snow on top of the rocks, and then they'll squeeze um oil. What's the oil called? Uh, I don't know. They, I know what you mean. They though. put this type of oil that mm-hmm. has like uh, lavender in it, and yeah. then the room yeah, yeah, yeah. is hot, and then it smells like lavender, and you have this lady waving a, a flag in you. It's unbelievable, and yeah. they're playing that song like. Uh, who can say what's the road? You know that song? Like, I know what you mean. You know, like yeah, they're playing yeah. that song, and then you're just sweating. It's unbelievable. No, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, so it's good seeing those. Like, I, I just think they're great for people. You know, yeah, 
think there'll be a few more popping up here shortly. Yeah. New York has some good ones. Uh, really? Yeah, like Russian. Uh, oh, the Russian, Russian ones. Russian bathhouses. They come in and... Have you ever done that? They, I remember no. in Russia, we used to... So they, our trainer would, would be, you know, the guy with the... I don't know what kind of... It, it's almost like a little tree, like... Uh, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a tree bush plant. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know what... Yeah. So we'd have like the, like a recovery day, and we'd all like sit in the sauna... And then lay down, and they'd come in with the things, and just like they just kind of whack you with it, like all over your body. But it's supposed to be good for blood flow or blood getting to the top of your yeah. whatever. So it's, some of the people that do that, I remember the first time though, it's hard not to laugh. Go like, what? <laughs> I looked in, everyone's getting hit with this bush. I'm like, what is going on? But it's actually not bad once you do it. <laughs> <laughs> How close do they get up to like your face, or they're just like neck down? I don't think they really get your face. Maybe they'll like brush it over, but it's more like but when they're down on like your legs, they're crank, it looks like they're cranking it pretty hard though. Some people that do that swear that it like kills cancer in your body. Like the people that do it are just all in on it. Yeah, I mean, you never know. It can't hurt you. No, it's it's, it's the I was watching the thing on I don't know what where I was watching this about bathhouses in New York. These Russian bathhouses. These are where mobsters would go and have meetings because no one could wear a wire because your ah. shirt's off, you're in your towel, so everyone trusted everyone that you could have a conversation and not have it recorded. Smart. Yeah. So everyone went to these bathhouses, and these bathhouses have been around for years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, there's some cool stories about them. Oh, that's awesome. There's a, there's a place by Cardiff. It's, it's called actually called Bath, but they have uh, they have like bathhouses there from like the Romans, like way back. It, now like the main one's a museum, so it's pretty cool. You get to walk through and just see. They have kind of stuff they found, like artifacts or whatever. And oh, yeah. Just the main big bathhouse they had there. It's, it's kind of like a big tourist thing there. Pretty cool to see how like how long ago people were doing this stuff too. Right? I went to Europe when I was 17. I was too young. I didn't appreciate it. Yeah. I didn't. There was so much history around me, and I'm just like, where's the bar? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I wish I could go now. Yeah. And well, just, it's all right to be like that, too. But Yeah, well, yeah, it was a great time. I'm not, I'm not regretting it. No, it no, great, no. We ran with the Bulls in Pamplona in, in Spain. Oh, wow. We did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. A lot of fun, but there was just so much around me. I just, eh, what's that? I don't care. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of cool to check out, you know, the just the history there, the museum. Germany was really cool. Uh, you know, they, they had so much uh, just crazy history there just to kind of learn about that. And uh, even in the UK, the right in London there, there's some, some great museums, even the modern history, just, just stuff like that. You check yeah. out and take it all in. Um, I do have to ask you about uh, your recent trip to Cabot. Yeah. How was it? And do you go in the water as much as I think you do with the cliffs? Like, if you got a slice to the right, it looks like the ocean's right there. Well, it is. How, do, how does it work up there? Never been. Yeah, the, well, the, a lot of it's beach, too. So the beach is right there. Can so you... There's balls flying in there, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I was awful. I played terrible. So we kind of just had a tournament. And uh, a friend of mine I went to high school with, uh, Dan Parker. So he's got a, a place right on the first fairway there of uh the links what's their instagram page cabot house link cabot uh, cabot uh i believe it's cabot's Mo- cabot mines golf house i believe yes they yeah. follow us on instagram yeah. they have great social media presence yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's it's uh yeah that's parker he so he's uh you know it's, it's built for like a 
you know, golf trips. So you got, uh, you know, each room's called the bunker. So it's, yeah, there's two, two floors. Like it's, it's a full, it's like a chalet, but it overlooks the, the links. It's a beautiful place. So anyways, we go down like eight of us. It was the second year we did it. It's like a tournament biff ball. Anyways, <laughs> we go down and, and have a tournament and yeah, it was, it was awesome this year. We had one of the, uh, one of the caddies there, he was a fisherman too, so they had like a big lobster thing this the second night, the Saturday, I believe. But no, it's a good time, you know. It's a lot of guys we grew up with, and you know, with everyone's busy schedules, and you know, a lot of guys have kids now and stuff, so you don't, uh, you know, you don't. It's hard to get everyone together as you get older, so stuff like that's pretty, pretty fun, especially going down to Cabot. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just think it's beautiful down there. That I mean, the golf's incredible amazing yeah the are, cliffs are nice the the links are nice. have you ever played no yeah it's a beautiful place the links are nice too some people prefer the links over the cliffs it just just depends what you like i guess yeah i'm gonna have to go down and form my own opinion on it yeah i got no, it's 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 tough though i mean they're long yeah long horses yeah i uh so we were doing i think they do it based on Based on handicap, but yeah, I had a rough outing. I'm taking a little break here now. I gotta, oh, yeah? I got to regroup. You're at the frustration point. I'm at the frustration point, yeah. I remember. So we were doing we were doing the Plumber's Golf uh, and Us video yeah, that last was summer. And we were on the, I don't know, eighth hole, ninth hole. And you get a call from your buddy. And you're like, hey, he's like, hey. That was the one. That was the to go up to Cabot. Yeah. It? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a camera crew. There's like a bunch of people around. And you're like, yeah, like someone dropped out. Like. I just got invited to go to Cabot, and you you kept going on your phone. You're like, "How far is the Osprey to Cabot?" And you're like, "It's five hours, I think." Like, can I make it? Like, I don't have any clothes, and everyone's like, "Dixon, just go, just go." And he goes, "All right." You're like, "I think I'm gonna go," and we had like a big debate whether or not you're gonna go. And you're I just sitting that. there, you're like, "I got no clothes, I got nothing. Should I go?" Yeah, just go, just go. I can't remember if I went home or not. I might have just zipped right up. I'm pretty sure you went right there, from what you told me. Yes, I think I zipped right there. Right from Osprey, no clothes, nothing. You just went. Yeah. I love it. So that anyway, that got me in the tournament. So now I got invited <laughs> back. It was good. It's good. So hopefully I get the invite next year too. I remember looking at your Instagram like eight hours later, and it's just you at Cabot. I was like, I just saw this guy at Osprey. What's he doing? It was amazing. I bro. do remember that. that was hilarious. That was a great time. Osprey's. Osprey's. I, just, Osprey's I played beautiful. Osprey yesterday. Yeah, Osprey's beautiful. Played terrible, but it was beautiful. Fairways are great. Yeah, that's a everything's great, awesome. That's a great spot out there. Yeah. really good yeah nice drive too i love that like I, I love an hour drive to get to a course mm -hmm. nice morning wake up you get your coffee good conversation in the car ride out yeah allows you to like unwind and then you're good to go no it's uh i, I really i really like playing there yeah that was good yeah it's fun we had a good laugh there that was quite a crew we had oh it was great yeah it was fun dixon or uh, not uh not you uh lund. lund i met lund for the first time that year yeah lund's i was with lund uh Friday night we had a friend's uh, diaper party. He's having a kid, so he's. Lund's having a kid? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. My my friend Stu. Yeah. Okay, so he okay. was home from Dublin, so we had a like a diaper party for him. We had a, quite a crew there too. It was good. It's good, good laugh. When, like I said, when you can get everyone together, which doesn't happen very often, so I know. it's always fun. And it's always this time of year. It's June, July. Exactly. Some of these... I find this year is more like hectic than ever, just in terms of. I mean, we've been locked in our room for, or locked, you know, for, for two years, there hasn't been much going on with COVID rules. And so everyone's kind of getting back into the weddings and the bachelor parties and the, all that type of stuff. So yeah. it seems like there's a lot of, 
a lot of weekends you start looking at the calendar it's like oh i gotta leave here you know you got a bachelor party here or a wedding bachelor party so it's yeah it's been kind of kind of hectic i got a buddy that has been invited to i think he said 24 weddings this summer it's insane he's like i'm broke already he's like i can't he's in, he, he's in greece right now he's like, <laughs> oh, it's insane though yeah i just noticed there's so much more going on this summer just everything being you know COVID's kind of i don't know if it's over but it's yeah basically over right yeah i don't know well, yeah. they, the restrictions are over basically over yeah. every time i walk out and i see a mask I, it reminds me i go oh, yeah yeah i forget I, yeah I, I noticed that too because when i went to the uk i last august it was still fairly strict around here you know with the COVID stuff yeah. when i got over there it was kind of like i mean they were it was almost there like everyone kind of got it early and i don't know it was kind of <laughs> like you got over there the mask was off there was no one really like no one really talked about it yeah you know so it was kind of i didn't really didn't cross my mind uh really much at all throughout the the whole time i was there and yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just the way it is. It's kind of like that here now where it's it's not really talked about, so it's kind of you forget about it, right? I remember last year when we had a lot of guys that played uh, down in America, like you know, like uh, Ethan Phillips played at BU and a lot of guys play in the States and they come back here and I, a couple questions like were brought up about COVID and they're like, I don't even, uh, it's not a thing where I live. It's just, yeah, it's just it's, when you bring it up here, I, I don't know how to answer it because I don't think about it. That's the thing. I, I think it's just if it's talked about, right? And, I mean, now it's just not really talked about, so it's you kind of forget about it. So yeah. It's kind of like when I was over there, and and uh, yeah, it was people from Canada would come visit. You know, you'd see them kind of like go to a restaurant, it's just packed, or I mean, there's no div- separators or anything. Yeah. Like, oh, it was kind of weird, right? Yeah. But it's all what it is, right? Um, how uh, how did you celebrate by the announcement of the World Juniors coming to Halifax Moncton? Since you're a World Juniors guy yourself, what did you have a fist pump? Did you go out and celebrate? What what did you do? Oh, I thought it was. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. Like that that tournament's so fun. So I think it's. No, I was just excited to see. Uh, it's always, it's always great for Halifax to get get events, especially like that. And I feel like Halifax is such a good city, and Moncton as well. Like World Juniors, kind of like right up right up their alley you know it's, it's you know they really good junior hockey followings and they've had success hosting it before so 2003 what yeah. year were you in it i was uh oh four and oh five. Oh, you just missed halifax yeah so it was the year after halifax yeah. okay and where was it when you were in it first one was in um helsinki finland yeah yeah and then uh north dakota okay so helsinki north dakota so yeah, just seeing that coming here, it's uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's just, it's unreal. Hopefully, we get uh, get some locals in there. It'd be nice. Where are you going to be in December? You'll be over in England. In, yeah, you'll, you'll be over there. Over there, yeah, yeah. Oh. So I don't know if uh, it's tough gonna, to ask. For you. I was going to say they might want you to drop a puck or something <laughs> in the I middle. <laughs> I don't know. About that. Wave to the crowd. <laughs> I don't know about that. But no, it'd be awesome to be like, I mean, for just for everybody here. I mean, those games, it's going to be awesome to take those in. Yeah. When it came here in 2003, did you go to any games or would you have been in Cape? Where would you have been? So I was in, uh, yeah, I was in Cape Breton. But you still could have came. Some of the games were in Cape Breton, though. Some of the games were in Cape Breton, but I, I believe, I believe, I can't remember how it went, but I think we went on like a road trip. 
you know, I think they probably just use the rink. Like, oh yeah, like probably. Like, I'm not sure what the moose heads are going to do when it's here, right? Like, they might have a, a long road trip. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you know what? You know how long's the tournament? Almost two, almost three weeks. Three weeks. But you are right because I remember the only reason I played for the Mooseheads was because of the World Juniors because the best players go and they need to call the players up. So I remember, you know, Marty Furk played for LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these guys kind of went. Yeah. And then I got called up. So you're right. So the were you season on the road then? Did you? Play we on were. The road? Yeah, yeah. Now that you think about it, what? Now that you mention it, but it doesn't matter because the the we played at home as well. Because the the World Juniors back then wasn't in Halifax, so we played everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, oh, that oh, okay. I when I got yes, called yeah, up, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they yeah, were over in Europe somewhere. No, no, no. Yeah. But uh, but no, the season goes on. Yeah. While the World Juniors are going, because yeah, it's like three weeks. Yeah, because you miss. I, I remember I used to miss. I miss quite a bit of games. Like you miss a good chunk of games if if you end up going. I mean, which is fine, but yeah, I just I can't remember. Like I feel like when I was in Cape Breton, we. We went on like we were on the road for for quite a bit. Like I don't think I got a chance. Maybe uh, I I don't think I had the chance to see any. And then, but the but the, I think the the playoff rounds were in Halifax, anyways. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Ovechkin so won it. Yeah, it was round robin in uh, Cape Breton. Yeah. And then, so yeah, I don't think I got to see any of it when it was down there. When you won and you came back to Cape Breton and you had your medal and everything, did you get a standing O from the crowd? Like, did they announce it and stuff? Oh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, they had uh, a little presentation and all that. And Yeah, they were really, really good about it in Cape Breton. It was awesome, yeah. We have a couple cool. guys that have been on this podcast that are trying out for the World Juniors. Uh, I don't know if they're listening or not, but one piece of advice for them when you went into uh, the process and the camps and things to crack a, a roster spot, what's one piece of advice for them to, to crack the squad, you think? I mean, I think it's – there's just so many good players. You you kind of just have to do something, I guess. Not not different, but just stand out in some way, I guess, to to get noticed, really, right? Because, okay. you know, you're going into into a camp like that, and, you know, you get the top guys in the country. And For me, when I went in, I, I, didn't, I didn't really have much pressure on me that much. You know, it was – you walk in, everyone's uh, – first round pick I was a seventh round pick so I was kind of like wow it's pretty cool to even get invited and and uh you know being from from the Maritimes there wasn't so many guys that had the chance before really so it was I mean my mindset was just kind of go go have uh fun enjoy it and I mean just give it try your best and you know things obviously worked out in that respect and and then when once you get on the team uh you know you kind of for me I kind of had more of a defensive role I guess the, the for the two years and uh you know you just just kind of got to be willing to do anything really what was the one thing you did that you think you made you stand out and, and try out I don't know that I mean the thing was I mean before through under 18s uh you know I was I was doing you know killing penalties and that type of thing and uh, in the tryouts, though, I, I was putting up some numbers, so it was it was going good. So I think even if a lot of it does come down to to numbers and points, you know, if you're, I mean, if you're good defensively, even, you know, if you can show you have a you know a little bit of offensive upside too, it's it helps a lot. So I think for me it was, you know, I kind of got into the defensive role, but was producing during the tryouts to to maybe get 
get their eye too, right? So I mean, you, you always, especially if you're forward, you gotta you gotta try to try to get some numbers numbers yeah. up there. But I think it was more just kind of like versatility, maybe you know, like you know, if, if you can move up and down the lineup or, or you know, play power, play penalty kill, whatever, whatever you have to to kind of do. It's it's uh, it always helps when you can do a bit of everything. I always heard from the World Juniors team a character aspect is big because there's a lot of guys who are first line guys on their junior team, and then some guys go to the major, the the junior, the World Junior team, and they're on the fourth line. And sometimes that can affect the ego. And apparently, guys that just know how to like play in their own role really can benefit you making that team. That's just what I heard. Because think about it, you're a first yeah. line guy for whoever, and then you go and you get two minutes a game with the World Junior team. That sucks. But if you're able to hold it and have a positive mind frame about it, the coaching staff could see that. That's just what I hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's, uh, I'm sure it's like that, you know, with with uh, with any team, I guess. And if, if you're trying to make it, you just gotta kind of accept whatever role they whatever role they give you, and yeah. just try to help the team win. Awesome. Um, so from now, how much time are we at? Uh, Forty-eight minutes. So from now until when do you head back? Uh, it's gonna be like late. I think late August, or maybe into September. So from now till late August, September, what's the plan for for Stephen Dixon? Uh, not much, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what. <laughs> you know exactly. Uh, just uh, like I said, there's a lot. You know, a lot of a lot of weddings, bachelor. Party. I'm going. Uh, actually, Dennis Bonvie has his golf tournament there next week in Antigonish. Wow. So that'd be a good laugh. And then, uh, no, it's just the same. Just. You know, training, staying in shape. Uh, that's probably the hardest part as you get older. You, you know, your body definitely reacts a little different. So, you you know, you got to put a little more time in, in that regard and, uh, you know, make sure you're ready to go when you, when you get to camp. And, uh, yeah, hopefully find the love of golf back again after <laughs> my couple bad rounds there and get some rounds in, in uh, around the city. But... Yeah, no, just you know, spend time with friends and family, be the most most important thing, and uh, enjoy being home. Yeah, is there any nerves at all going into the new team over there, or do you know a lot of guys on the team? Uh, a little bit, not so much though. Not no? so much. I, I think I'm more excited uh, just to, you know, it's going to be a little different, you know, even learning the the coaching side. So, I think that's something exciting. Uh, something exciting hopefully hopefully it goes well do you got a good lineup of suits for the coaching side is the suits well, mandatory the over there i'll still be playing though too right so i won't it's not like it's weird so you got to explain this a little bit better so you're going to be like in the middle of the bench coaching slash well that's the but thing. in your gear think, I, like i've i've had uh player coaches but yeah i think it would just be be different where you you're during the game you obviously have a head coach right yeah. You probably have a head coach and an assistant, and I think you're just kind of there to learn, like the, the like they're kind of teaching the coaching. But like, I don't think I'll be like calling plays. <laughs> but I have heard of teams like back in the day that have had like their head coach was also playing. So is that yeah. a known thing to the media, or is that like a hidden thing? No, just to, I think it's, it's, it's a known, probably known. Yeah, I mean, this is way back though. But I heard like. <laughs> they'd come in like in between periods with their gear on like you know <laughs> writing on the board and stuff but jackie moon i don't think it's going to be anything <laughs> like that i think it's just more to learn learn the side of it and maybe like run some skill sessions or, or do you know some video sessions but 
during the game is I think it's playing, and then away from the game you'd be learning it a bit. That's what I gather. But sweet, we'll see. You should dabble into the marketing side of things, like free corn dog night, wrestle yeah. a bear, yeah. just get the fans going over there. What are they, what, what are those things they eat over there with the hot dogs? You'll be looking on Instagram. I'll be wrestling a bear in between periods. If you wrestle a beer over there, I'll fly over there. You get everyone over there. Steve Dixon fights a bear at first intermission just to get the fans going. Uh, that'd be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Funny. Be, didn't you? You, uh, you graduated. I know, like two years ago, you were in school. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did my MBA when I was in. Uh, well, my first. Well, I'd say my first two years I was working on it in Cardiff. So yeah, yeah. I end up graduating from there. Oh, so, dude, uh, congrats! Yeah, that's thanks. awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, yeah did the MBA there, and you know it was a great opportunity. Like, very fortunate to, to get that opportunity because it's, you know, I'm obviously winding my career down. Like, uh, you know, I'll be 37 this year, so just to get the chance to to do the schooling is, uh, you know, a pretty big thing you don't think about when you're like 25. But you know, as you get over 30, it's kind of like you know you can only play for so long. So it's nice to have. Uh, at least something, you know, at least you have that piece of paper. And, I mean, it's whether I'll use it or not or whatever happens, it still uh, takes a little little bit of pressure off thinking about, like, retiring and stuff. So, yeah. But it was a lot of work. It was tough. Was it? Oh, yeah. Trying to play, too. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, you're like a student athlete again, but you're playing pro hockey. Yeah, it was, I mean, a lot of travel. And they were actually very accommodating, though, because, I mean, we go, you know, road trips and stuff like that. So you, you miss quite a bit of time. And uh, so we'd get our stuff, a lot of stuff we'd, we'd get online, like the class we missed, the notes and all that. And I had a couple buddies with me doing it. So it was, it was good. We could work together. Nice. Yeah, it was they're, hard. It was hard I was going to say, they're sending you Instat, like videos of your mistakes. And then they're sending you your, your test, like the mistakes <laughs> on your test. You're like, what am I supposed to be looking at here? Nothing's going right. <laughs> I didn't have my guy, and I didn't study either. Yeah, oh, man. Nothing's going right. <laughs> it was funny, though. Like, dude, my two buddies was with me. We were, you know, obviously the older ones in the class. You know, it was, so it was an experience. It was it was quite an experience. A hundred, well, that's what life's about, experiences. Yeah. You got them now. Oh, exactly, yeah. No, it was, it was great, though. It was, it was a great opportunity. I think a lot of guys should think more into it when they're, when they're getting to the age to retire. Uh, you know, just looking more into – say the school side or, or, uh, you know, just kind of setting it up a bit, bit, you know, cause once, once it's over, it's over. And then, you know, then you, you kind of scrambling on your feet a bit, you know? Yeah. I, I always thought guys in your position who have played and know the game and know the people within the game for a long period of time would always think about man or, uh, agent agencies. Mm. You ever think about that side and representing players and making sure they get paid? I mean, that's definitely, uh, uh, you know, a side of the game where I think guys, you know, guys that have played for a while, I think you do see guys get into into that. And it's I think it's good, especially when you get players, like I said, that have been around a while and they kind of know what, what a good agent is or what isn't. Or, I'm sure you know I, what I a think, good and bad agent well, is. Well, I think a lot of it's just communication, right? It's uh, as long as the guy just kind of tells you straight up the, the way it is, you know, you just re- really need a guy to – just to talk to and let you know whether good or bad what what what's going on so that's fair yeah i think that's the that's the big thing and 
you know, in Europe, uh, Europe's a big, a big part of its, uh, even how you get places is kind of, kind of on your agent, right? So it's, if you have a good agent, you can, you can get a, from what I see, you can get quite a few more opportunities and if maybe you, uh, but once again, like just defines what is a good agent. Maybe the other guy's a better agent with not the same connections as this guy, right? I, gotcha. I guess you say you got to be well connected, right? Yeah. Which I see, at least when I was coming up, uh, when I was younger in Europe, a lot of it was who your kind of who your agent was. Well, I just remember we were at the Vancouver draft a couple of years ago, and you were up there as well, and we were trying to get a hold of you, and you're like, oh, it's not tonight, boys. I'm going to dinner with like Armstrong, Colby. I, I got to go see uh, uh, Max Talbot tonight. And I remember just go, this guy's connected. You just you, you just seemed like you had that whole connection with the the pro hockey side of things. So when you came over, I was thinking of questions, and I was like, yeah, I'll ask him, see what he thinks about it. Yeah, and, and like. You know, Dennis Bonvie is a good buddy of mine. Uh, a lot of those guys are into the the scouting side too, and yeah, and uh, yeah, just just on the management side, and I guess uh, yeah, I guess I guess you know when you're when you're around hockey your whole life, like for me, it's kind of all all you know, right? And, yeah, and uh, you know, there's there's good ways to use that after after you're done for sure. Yeah, and that that was kind of the cool thing doing the school. It was just so different. It was such like a you know, take your mind off hockey, really, too, because during the run of the season, I mean, you've got a lot of downtime, you know, like you're at the rink maybe from 8 or 9 in the morning to, say, 1 o'clock latest. Then you got a whole day to fill, too, right? So it's, I mean, a lot of time you're, Jesus, you're just kind of... Sauna gets old messing. quick. Well, you're just messing around. Really. <laughs> you're just, like, filling the day. But that's what I liked about doing the school is, like, you know get out of the rink you're going to school you're totally focused on that and i mean you're up all night doing homework or whatever you got to do it was just a good break it was just a, made you feel like you you're actually accomplished something that day instead of yeah like leaving the rink you know you have a nap go out for supper and like so it was i i really enjoyed doing it yeah it was good yeah, well, whatever you decide to do after hockey, man, you're going to be successful at it. You're too good of a guy. You're too determined not to. I, I think at least. Uh, I think you'll figure it I out. I hope so, yeah. I think so. And you're willing to try. I think most people, like, if they got an opportunity to coach slash player, they'd maybe be a little thrown off by it. But you're just embracing it. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go into a new organization and try it out. Yeah. I'm yeah, nervous no. for you. You don't seem nervous. Like, you're just like, I'm no, going well, for it. Just, I mean, what's the worst can happen? Yeah, right? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's you, was... though. That's you. <laughs> That's the way I think. What's the worst that happened? You're not yeah. good. They say, okay, see you, see you later. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, dude, well, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You're the man. Yeah, I always no, appreciate you giving me the time. Me. No, I love coming out. Awesome. Sure. Are you going to, you're going to be doing the, the Patty Hall at skates a lot this, uh, this summer? Are yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait probably a few weeks to get back on the ice. Okay, maybe cool. like a month. So I think I, I know we sh they stop a bit in the summer. You came out there a couple. What yeah. was that? The couple years when I was on that shot. Years ago. Yeah, that shot. You meet yes. Timmy Boyce. Timmy Boyce. Yeah, you nailed the crossbar. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. That was hilarious. <laughs> what are the chances of that too? I, was I, I wasn't. Loud. I wasn't surprised. Uh, I was like, yeah, you won. That was funny. The ice was terrible too, and I couldn't like because we just played for. We just played for two hours. Yeah, chopped up and just from the blue line snipe. Yeah, and there was a loud ding. No, that was great. But yeah, no, I'll. I'll probably get back out in uh maybe a few weeks i, I gotta figure out when i have to go back again too right so try to time it with that maybe try to skate for like a maybe like a month before i go back so 
I was gonna say you're a vet. You know when to get on the ice and when not to. Yeah, like, I gotta fake. rest a bit now. Rest the body a bit. Sauna. Yeah, it's it. Sauna Loosen it up. Bro. Loosen it up. <laughs> Loosen it up. That's it. Get the liquids in you. <laughs> yeah. The water, not the beer yet. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, everyone listening. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in, Dixon. Once again, you're the man. Thank you yeah, for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Enjoy the week. It's Monday. Have fun. Work hard. Get in the sauna. That's all I gotta say. We're out. Yeah, Peace. Thanks. Take the brother out for being hey. rude. And like I said before, said before. I was